With more than 200 accredited courses and more than 1,000 videos, the Police One Academy is a powerful online solution that provides department training programs with features that reduce time spent on records and policy management, credential tracking, and more. It is law enforcement training made simple and effective. For more information and to get a 30-day trial, visit www.policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello, and thank you for clicking, and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hey, this is Jim Dudley. Jim, I'm going to do a quick reader here to open this podcast. On July 26th, a nurse in Utah named Alex Wubbles was arrested for refusing to draw blood from an unconscious patient who had suffered severe injuries from a crash. Wubbles argued that she wouldn't allow the blood to be drawn unless the man was under arrest or there was a police warrant. The video of the incident spoke a national outcry. Um, Two officers are now on paid administrative leave as a result. Uh, The agency has issued an apology. Interestingly, in the research that I did on this case, I discovered that Section 1.3 of the Utah Commercial Vehicle Driver's Handbook states that if you operate a CMV, commercial vehicle, you shall be deemed to have given your consent to alcohol testing creating the potential implied consent justification for the blood draw because the victim was driving a commercial truck. So the video of this thing, it's pretty ugly. The nurse and the officer get into a pretty heated argument. She's literally screaming as he's dragging her outside of the, the hospital. You know, why is this happening? I haven't done anything wrong. Um, you know, had the officer obtained a warrant over the phone, had the officer slowed down, had the officer had exercised a little bit more time and distance on this thing, it wouldn't have blown up and it wouldn't have put him on paid administrative leave. You know, we get to this discussion here around officer discretion and how to stay cool in a heated situation. Well, I think I think everybody, all the listeners out there that are, are sworn from a, an agency, <clears throat> understands the the benefit of discretion and the fact that uh, for almost every type of uh, situation out there, there's discretion to uh, do one thing or another. Uh, th- we are bound by um, mandatory um, arrests and seizures in in some cases, of course, but. Discretion um, works to our advantage as well as our disadvantage. And um, when the case goes to court, we often hear about the uh, objective reasonableness of the actions of the officers. And um, the court decides based on what a, what a reasonable officer would have done at the time. And I understand uh, if you get in a a car chase or a foot chase or there's resistance or you just got punched in the mouth by the guy you're now trying to put the handcuffs on, that you're probably not at your most objective at that point. Uh, You're being a little bit subjective at that point. So um, in those cases where there is a line drawn between uh, one action or another, 
I guess what I'm trying to say is there's discretion and then there's contempt of cop. There's a point where the suspect or the uh, offender crosses the line where that, that might suck you into an argument you might not otherwise have gone to. Uh, for instance, if you pull someone over and they refuse to roll their window down and they say, I am a sovereign citizen behind the glass of their window. I'm not rolling down my vehicle, my window. You have no right to see my license. I declare myself a sovereign citizen. Well, we know how that one's going to go. Yeah. And I say to the officers out there before they smash the glass and pull the guy through the opening that they take a step back and call for a supervisor. I mean, first of all, what does your department policy say? I would wager that your department policy says take a step back and call for a supervisor. Uh, because in, in most cases, we're talking about an infraction, a traffic right. infraction. There's no exigency here. There's right. no immediate need for action. Right. Right. So if you have the opportunity to detain from a distance or to create some space, take it. Right. Call for backup. You know, have a... A herd of turtles come down on <laughs> on the scene, and you know by sheer force of number intimidate someone into an arrest. You know that's that's an entirely different program than smashing the window and dragging the guy. Yeah, through and the I hole. can I can hear officers yelling at the radio right now. Hey, it tur it turns from an infraction into a misdemeanor at this point. They are no longer signing a ticket saying that they are promising to appear before a, a judge or magistrate. And yes, I agree with you. But call the supervisor, get them there in that time and distance while it takes for a supervisor to get there. Maybe you both calm down a notch or two. Maybe the individual sees they are now being detained. They are not free to leave. They may end up in the backseat of your radio car, your cruiser with handcuffs on. And that's not going to be very palatable to them. So at that point, you make an approach again and say, Sir or ma'am, calmly explain, if you refuse to sign or you refuse to give me your license, the next step is taking you into the station to identify you. Mm. And it's not going to be as a guest of the police department. It's going to be as a detained individual. So calmly explain the rules of the individual. Call for a supervisor. Um, but before you break the window, before you start to use force and ramp up the situation, um, Follow your department policy. Uh, and if that means waiting uh, for an extended time until a supervisor gets there, that's that's what you better do. And I think of it this way, too. Uh, I think of it, what do you want the end state to be? What is your desired outcome? Yeah. Right? Your desired outcome is hopefully to keep your job, is to be safe, is to have a successful career. Mm -hmm. And there's video cameras Everywhere, right? It, it, you can't escape video now. Body cameras, dash cameras, surveillance cameras, phone cameras, cameras that have cameras within cameras. It's ridiculous. Yeah. What's the end state when you get when you go hands on with a subject like a nurse <laughs> or someone else like that? Who really there was again no exigency there. Yeah. Well, and but oftentimes you're, you're, you, all you're going to do is look bad. Yeah, but it's it's hard. I realize it's hard to pull yourself out of those situations that you are in. Mm -hmm. And if you're out in the middle of nowhere talking to this person in the car, it's hard to take that step back. But that's that's what you have to do. And, and you have to ask yourself, what is the baseline offense here? 
Is it a right. personal crime? Is it a property crime? Is it a traffic infraction? And if it's a traffic infraction, you better step back and say, I don't need to go hands-on with this person. In the case of, of the Utah case, um, where you have a fatality crash, um, you've got to realize that the individual they were trying, trying to draw blood from was actually a victim in this case, right. not the perpetrator. And um, so the nurse is saying, look, you have two rules to draw blood. One is through the consent of the victim, and this victim is unconscious, unconscious cannot yeah. give consent, and the other is with a warrant, and you have neither. I, I guess you can make that argument for implied consent. We have implied consent in California as well. We know that driving is a privilege and not a right. We know that we sign that we will be subject to blood, breath, or urine upon demand of a law enforcement officer if we are in a situation where we need to mm -hmm. at a DUI checkpoint or pulled over for objective symptoms. And so I guess you can make a, a case for that. But even then, uh, again, um, what's the final end game here? Are we looking to prosecute the victim in this uh, car uh, collision? I don't think so. So it's hard for me to understand the logic but behind forcing the issue to the point where you put handcuffs on a nurse. And uh, I'm sure people have an argument on why that should have happened. I just I, I just can't see it. Yeah, I, I, I frankly, and I am always reluctant to criticize any officer because I was never I, I wasn't there I didn't get to have the experience that he had had but in this particular case it's just the optics of it are are not good yeah and and he may he again I, I just stated he probably had legal justification it, 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 it appears clear looking at the law that he had legal justification to do it but what's the end state yeah. why yeah. You know, why? And, and we call it awful but lawful where we, we can do things, but they don't really look that good. And I don't believe that we should pander to the critics and and try to do everything with kid gloves where we try to make make some move up uh, in order to look good because we know somebody's By filming. all means, no. 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 <laughs> but but. I think we, if we can stick to our training, and sometimes that means that you, you resort to a tactic, if say an arrest situation, where you've got to make a quick knockdown, rollover, handcuffs on, you do it quickly, you do it by your defensive tactic training, and nobody gets hurt, there's a less likelihood of somebody getting hurt, and the fight is over in a couple of seconds, as opposed to this dosy -si do that you've, you're on extended time on a live version of social media. Various trainers, Dan Mark, who, uh, Joe Ferrara, various guys who I've worked with have said words to the effect of, this is a military term, speed, um, surprise, and violence of action. And if you are super fast and super strong with a baton strike to a leg, that thing is over in a hurry. You don't have to hit somebody five times. You hit them once and they're down. Right. It's it's a matter of using the full force that you're legally justified to use yeah. in an arrest situation. But that's a different ball game than you know wrestling a nurse into handcuffs. That's a whole again. There there is exigency and there's a need to use speed, surprise, and violence of action. There are opportunities. There are reasons to do that. Right. Absolutely justifiable, absolutely objectively reasonable. You have to think, though, when you get to these kind of low-grade, low-level, almost mundane-type 
interactions that, yeah, it may be a traffic citation that turns into a misdemeanor. It may be a conversation with a subject on the street that turns into a fight. Mm -hmm. You know, that you, you, you have to figure a way to keep your career, to keep, <laughs> to keep your job is in these days, in this day and age of video of everything, you have to think about the end state. Yeah, and I think bottom line, when in doubt, follow your department department policy. Know your department policy. Follow it. Maintain officer safety. And you dictate what happens next. Don't be drawn into something. Don't allow the the detainee or the, um, the suspect. Uh, don't let them dictate the stop. Don't let them dictate what happens next. Don't let them dictate what you say. You're in control. Yeah. Once again, thank you for listening. This is the Policing Matters podcast for Police One. I'm Doug Wiley.